You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Hi, this this is Stephen. I'm at the uh, CAA conference in Whitehorse, Yukon, and this is my first attempt at doing one of these conference uh, little interviews. And I'm meeting with uh, Nick Waver. Uh, Nick, uh, tell us about what your uh, paper is going to be on, or what your project is. Sure thing. Uh, my my paper is examining uh, or pro- proposing a new methodology for lithic useware experiments, uh, one that will hopefully control for gesture more more thoroughly than has been up to now, and will therefore reapply lithic useware to the the human side of things. Okay, uh, how are you doing that? Well, um, <laughs> the 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 short version is uh, I'm I'm stealing from engineers. Uh, the engineering community has a long history of studying useware because, of course, uh, objects wear out machines and, and systems, and wear is ultimately a systemic process. And so I delved into some engineering literature, found a convenient formula that that synthesizes wear into a single number, the, the wear coefficient, and am trying to apply it to stone tools. Uh, the tricky part is I have to invent some of the tools to, to do that because uh, unlike engineering systems where you have a machine or a, a uh, lab in archaeology, we have humans, and so interfacing with humans is, is difficult. So, yeah, so... There are basically two parts, or rather three parts, to to useware. Um, the part everyone is generally familiar with with stone tools is measuring how much volume or or how much material is lost from a tool edge. And there's there have been great strides in recent years with that, especially with high resolution three D scanning technology. So you have you know, quarter million dollar uh, confocal laser scanning microscopes producing tremendous 3D models of very small areas and giving great precision on that. But the data that goes into it is sometimes suboptimal because um, we don't have the measurements on the human end. So in most cases, people will do a set of, uh, an experiment with a set of strokes, for example, a thousand strokes on bone versus a thousand strokes on wood and then compare them. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, what is a stroke? So I've tried to deconstruct that and uh, put strokes into constituent parts that can be replicated and reported in ways that other people find useful. And so that's, that's the, the base of this. Um, the two parts of a stroke in regards to this, this engineering formula um, are distance of stroke and force of stroke, or uh, load rather, so how much, how much force is being exerted on the edge of a tool. Um, the distance part is easy to figure out. It's basically a, a, like an odometer in a car that you know, counts wheel revolutions to, to track distance. Um, you just measure how long a single stroke in an experimental set is, count how many strokes, and as long as the strokes are close enough to the same length, multiply to get a, a cumulative stroke length. This is important because if you are, say, measuring wear on 
tools used to cut bone and you're cutting a 20 centimeter long bone in one test and a 10 centimeter long bone in the other test, you have a 100% difference in tool use history. So by using a, a cumulative stroke length, you can change that. You just do twice as many strokes on the, on the smaller object and, and that fixes it. Um, the load aspect or the force aspect is somewhat trickier because measuring the force on a stone tool is, is difficult. So I had to invent a device. I invented a gizmo. Uh, it's about the size of an electric toothbrush and it's a handle for stone tools. Uh, it's based on a microcontroller called a Teensy, which is based on another microcontroller called an Arduino, which is a terrific open source, inexpensive, easy to get a uh, little bit of electronic kit and it measures from a, a load cell, basically the same thing that's in just about every digital kitchen scale, and uses a Bluetooth chip to beam that, that load data to my, my laptop. Uh, it takes a sample uh, every tenth of a second, so you're getting yeah, 10 samples a second, which creates a, a lovely force curve. It's precise down to about 10 grams, so it actually weighs my pencil every time I, I lift it up, though not precisely enough to tell me how much volume of, of graphite gets gets worn off, but uh, it uh, is generally this, this handy little device, and it's designed to be modular, so you can attach any stone tool you want to it, you can attach any handle you want to it, uh, you can go from testing microblades in the morning to testing big Taltan hide scrapers in the afternoon, and get very, very precise data with live graphs of it on your on your computer. So, so I've been pretty pleased with how that worked out. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, so do you have an engineering background? Or? No, none, none whatsoever. You're just like a maker hobbyist, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm entirely self-taught with, with, well, I suppose I was taught to solder in eighth grade, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, revisited it in the last couple of years, learned how to code for Arduino, and, and now I'm and making stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you, so for, for the listeners, if they want to get in touch with you, do you, do you have any uh, like social media presence or um, how, how can people get in touch with you? I'm fairly reclusive on Facebook, but uh, ideally uh, my, my email, uh, nwaber at alumni.ubc.ca, uh, that will reach me. I'm, I'm currently a PhD candidate at uh, the University of British Columbia. And... Yeah, that's that's the optimal way. Uh, as soon as the today's paper gets written up, hopefully in the next two weeks or so, I'll be releasing the code and the schematics into the wild. And anyone who can improve on it, please do. And and hopefully, the the open source community will get the the snowball effect going. And in a year, we'll have the the perfect pressure knife. Well, cool. So, right on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.